Palestinian people are some of the most incredible people I've ever met, in part because I think uh, to be able to reckon with the absurd, ubiquitous horror of the occupation requires a certain amount of levity. And I'm thinking to myself as a filmmaker, well, my goal here is to show something to, uh, certainly to North America, which is my target audience for the film. But my, my goal here is to show a portrait of what I love so much about this place and the people in it. Part of that is uh, the undefeatable sense of humor and sense of pride and sense of dignity. Welcome to This is Palestine. I'm your host, Omar Badar. And today we're talking about a new film on Palestine that is currently available for free online streaming in the U.S. through PBS's POV series, which is television's longest-running showcase for independent nonfiction films. The award-winning film is called Mayor, and it offers a humorous and moving look at the Palestinian struggle for freedom from Israeli occupation through the eyes of the mayor of Ramallah, Musa Hadid. It was also named a New York Times critic's pick. We will link to the film, which, again, is available for online streaming for free in the U.S. through August 25th, and we'll be joined by Mayor Hadid in a little bit. But first, we're joined by the film director, David Osset. David, thank you for being with us. For those who have not seen the film yet, can you briefly describe what the film is about and what it shows? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the film is, is about... Uh, Mayor Musa Hadid, who is uh, the, the mayor of Ramallah, um, which is a city of about uh, 60,000 people. It's historically a Christian city and uh, it's the de facto uh, capital of Palestine and that it's the headquarters of the Palestinian uh, National Authority. Um, it's uh, a film about how Mayor Musa is uh, trying to run his city. He's, uh, he's taking care of paving the roads. Uh, he's taking care of organizing festivals. Uh, uh, all while dealing with the military occupation of his country by a foreign power. Uh, and the film is trying to basically uh, ask a, a couple of questions as you're watching, but but mostly organized around this idea of how do you run a city if you don't have a country? And uh, what goes into local governments uh, within the context of not being able to self-govern? And how did you end up picking the mayor of Ramallah as sort of your protagonist for the documentary? Was this a pre-existing relationship or what was the thinking there? You know, I, I worked uh, off and on in, in the Middle East for around a decade, and, and I spent some time in, in Ramallah uh, doing some editing for a, a documentary by a Palestinian filmmaker uh, about five years ago now. And it had been years since I'd been back, maybe four years. And I remember uh, basically just walking around the city and, and being quite surprised how much the city had changed. It seemed like there were all of a sudden, multiple hipster bars and nightclubs and, and the city had free unlimited public Wi-Fi and uh, there was a Jaguar dealership. And, and I remember thinking, this is this is interesting. In part, what's interesting is, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm not Palestinian, but uh, I, I, I was spending a lot of time in the Middle East in various cities and and thinking still as an American, I'm so um, I'm so still so surprised at, at Ramallah because it stands in such stark contrast to this and I say this with a lot of air quotes, but like this idea of what a Middle Eastern city should look like. Um, and it's so rich with contradiction. Um, it's there's there's both wealth and poverty. There's both liberty and um, horrible oppression. And uh, I was so intrigued by just how much it had changed. And I, I filed it away for a while, but I asked 
the director of, of the film I was working with uh, when he came to New York to visit me where I live, I asked him just out of curiosity, what's the mayor of Ramallah like? And he said, oh, you know, he's a really great guy. He's, uh, he's, he's Christian. The mayor of Ramallah by, by law has to be a uh, Christian. It's an old Ottoman law. And, uh, and he's, he's very charismatic and you'll, you'll always see him walking around town with his e-cigarette. And I remember thinking he sounds like uh, just as fascinating of a, of a, of a figure as, um, as the city itself is. And I was just extraordinarily curious, like I was saying before, of what his job was like. What would his job be like? What is it like to uh, try to lead such a, such a, um, a, a conflicted city? And, um, and what, what was the work that goes into local government that is, as I imagined, endlessly obfuscated by the construct of the occupation? And so we're also joined by Ramallah Mayor Musa Hadid. Mayor Hadid, thank you for being on This is Palestine. Uh, thank you very much for uh, giving me this opportunity to. We're certainly glad that you're on. Before we talk about the film, let's introduce you to our audience a little better. You were a civil engineer before you became the mayor of a major city in the occupied West Bank. Can you talk us through that transformation? What took you into politics? I've been in politics uh, since years. It's, it's not my first time to be involved in politics. As my study in, in Birzeit University uh, in, in, in the 80s and 90s of the last decade, uh, I, I was involved in politics and I was active in, in the student movement at that time. And as you know, at that time, Palestine was still under the full occupation without the Palestinian Authority being here in Palestine. And that was uh, that occurred in 1994 after I graduated from uh, the university. At that time, I was active. I was involved in, in the activities of the student movement uh, and in some of the activities of the First Intifada. Then after I, I graduated, I took a decision that I have to, to build my own uh, business, my own family. Uh, I, I, in a way, I left the, the political uh, side of uh, in my life. Uh, but of course, uh, every Palestinian has something in his blood related to the politics, to the national cause. So you can't be Palestinian without uh, uh, having side of your life, uh, which, is, uh, which you have to deal with these things. I, I stayed for four years in, in my business as civil engineer. I, I was running also one of the dairy companies here in, in Palestine. And in, in 2012, I decided to, to run for the elections, as, as the elections was, you know, a, a national uh, decision to, to take place at that time. I, I ran for, for the elections and win for the first term. In, 2000, in 2017, there was another elections in, in, in the country, low, on, on local level, of course, I'm talking. And I decided to run for the second time. And then I... I won the, the, the elections for the second time. Uh, the law does not allow the mayor to have more than two terms. So this is my last, my last term. And now I'm in, at the end of my last term. And it was by chance that David came to Ramallah in my second term to have this film and to, to tell the story about Ramallah. 
Mayor Hadid, since you're now towards the end of your last term, looking back, what is it like for people who are not familiar with what's going on in Palestine? What is it like being the mayor of a major Palestinian city under occupation? It's not a journey. I think being a mayor for a city that you don't have the full control on all the resources of the city is not a journey. It's something that keeps you on on challenge all the time. No one can imagine how can we deal with things while we don't have the full authority on taking decisions because we have the occupation and we have the, the division of the land here according to Oslo Agreement between area A, B, and C, and uh, what we have uh, always to to get from the Israeli side about the permissions in order to go for big and strategic plans and and projects. So, uh, Mayor Hadid, if I can just interrupt briefly to explain to our audience what areas A, B, and C are. Area A are the tiny isolated parts of the occupied West Bank where there are major Palestinian cities and which are under some degree of Palestinian autonomy, Area B is the part that is under joint Israeli-Palestinian control, but given the power dynamic, we know that's basically Israeli control. And Area C are the parts of the occupied West Bank that are openly under full Israeli control. But we're ultimately talking about an entire territory that is really under Israeli control, because the Israeli occupation forces can just go into major Palestinian cities in Area A at will, as we saw happen in the film. Yeah, thank you very much for the clarification, Omar. And uh, to, to add more, that m- most of, of the uh, empty uh, land and spaces that we have in Ramallah are in Area C. And it's well known that if, if you want to have big projects or uh, strategic projects for, for the city, you need to be outside the congested area of the city, the crowded area. So let, let's say... If we, if we have to think about, let's say, dump site or a treatment plant or a cemetery, you, you need to, to go outside the, the crowded area. Unfortunately, this, these areas are not under the control of, of the Palestinians because they are in area B and C. Whether they are in B or C, we need the permission of the Israelis. So we have to deal all the time with restrictions coming from the Israeli side. This, in fact, put a, a big challenge in front of any mayor, not only in Ramallah, but in, in, in all the Palestinian cities and villages, and especially the villages, because the, the Israelis will not allow for big projects, for uh, important projects to take place without uh, taking years and years through negotiations and changes, and, you, you know, because they have all the time, another plan for for the area that we are living in. From the other side, as Palestinians, it's not about only being a mayor. It's very important to know for for anyone who who doesn't know exactly the context of the occupation and how the Palestinians are living, we are not able to plan for the future because it's well known for, for everyone that the Israelis are taking actions on, on, you know, on daily basis. And you cannot expect what they are going to do in the, in the next day. So we cannot plan for, for the future without taking the context always to have scenario A and scenario B and scenario C. What if this happens? What if that happened? So 
in this context, you have to be always alert. You have to be always under pressure and tension because you have to, to think twice, three times, ten times about everything you are you 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 have to to take decision of, and this by itself is a big burden on anyone who is in the in the driving seat of any institution or any organization. David, Mayor Hadid was talking about not being in control of your own resources or your life while you're trying to run a city. And one of the recurring themes of the film was showcasing the limits of Palestinian power. You know, you have the scenes where the mayor is expending his energy trying to figure out how to light up a Christmas tree or build a new fountain. But when Israeli occupation soldiers arrive, he becomes a pedestrian and every bit as powerless as any average Palestinian. You know, you have the scene of him hiding in the building with the soldiers outside or having to drive away in a hurry when his car is in view of the soldiers. Was this something you were intentionally trying to convey in the film? Uh, I appreciate that question because I think that yeah, the limits of, of power um, and the, the limits of autonomy, especially, of course, in an occupied country, was was a, a very vital theme of, of this film. And, you know, just to even go back to a, to a sort of cinematic explanation of what this is all about for me, I think we have, we have an idea about what a mayor is, um, but that is basically cross-cultural. Almost everyone in the world knows what a mayor does. Uh, a mayor is someone that you're mad at when things are not going well and you kind of ignore when things are fine. Uh, a mayor is a, a symbol of, of power in a certain way, um, but not a sort of an overarching power. It's an administrative power. It's a, it's the idea of being able to, um, to, to legislate to a degree and to provide a public space uh, to help improve the vitality of a community um, at its best. And one thing that I've never seen depicted in other films or media um, about Palestine um, by certainly by Western filmmakers, uh, but also just but in a general and more generalized sense is, you know, I see lots of depictions of the horrors of the occupation via detainment and, and murder, um, but the but the banal horror of, of the occupation, the the basically the um, the the oppressor's bodily presence in and cavalier destruction of public space, of, of, of homes, of limiting all these things that Mayor Hadid was just discussing, of limitations on being able to have autonomy, um, to have power and agency over literally your own sewage treatment, your waste management, your roads, your borders, your freedom of movement, your currency. I, these were little things that just as an outsider of, of being of, of frequent trips to Palestine, realizing that there were certain inalienable truths that were so horrifying to, to learn when I first started to study the occupation and understanding something as simple as just not having your own currency, being being forced to use the Israeli shekel, uh, you know, as, as the national currency of a country, little things like that, that I think would, as coming from a coming from the West and coming from a Western context, things that really spell out in very, very clear um, terms that this is a country under occupation. And that is the education that I and many other people like me in the West have to give ourselves because we're not getting that education otherwise. And it truly does feel um, like, like understanding the circumstances of Palestine and the limits of autonomy in Palestine 
uh, are, are the last bastion of, of ignorance for, for Americans when it comes to understanding uh, really how complicit America is uh, in this because we're, we're, we're really not challenging the status quo in, in, in almost any way politically for the last several decades, uh, which is one of the reasons I wanted to make the film. I really wanted to, to trouble the consciousness of people who would watch it, but by, by doing so through a lens of the familiarity of power, the familiarity of this understanding of here's a mayor, uh, here's a mayor in a city, uh, here's a mayor in the city who's trying to put on festivals, uh, who's trying to take care of his city the way that any mayor would. But what are the um, what are the obstructions that he faces? And they're ones that no one uh, that certainly I grew up with could possibly relate to because I did not grow up under occupation. So showing the limits of Mayor Hadid's power um, was uh, intentional, and, it, and again, it's it's not it's not for the sake of um, of of humor, or or it's not for the sake of of um, sort of a colonial gaze. It's in fact to 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 reinforce the the most hor horrific aspects of occupation, which is that it becomes so so generic and 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 mainlined uh, into the veins of a, of an occupied people that it really permeates every aspect of society, even ones that we never think about. You know, one of the questions often asked of political satire comedians or artists who do political work of any kind is whether they see themselves as artists pro just providing smart entertainment or whether they see themselves as agents of change who are trying to achieve a political goal of some sort. How do you see your work here when you're trying to convey to Americans a reality of oppression that they are indeed complicit in? in military funding and diplomatic protection for Israeli occupation. Do you view it as part of your personal mission to create or contribute to change? I 100% I believe that the, the power that a film has or the power that uh, media in general has in a landscape where media defines um, defines popular opinion, which is basically what we have when we talk about American perceptions of Palestine, right? I mean, that's the strange tragedy of American concepts of the rest of the world is we're, we're so um, inculcated in our ignorance uh, that, that the only way we really understand the rest of the world is by what images we get to see of it. And those images are very curated when it comes to the Middle East and certainly when it comes to Palestine. The depictions I see of Palestine um, throughout, and I've seen basically everything I could get my hands on in order to make this film. And, and I just, I also, I want to continue answering your question, but I do want to briefly address, you know, just the fact that I, as a non-Palestinian person, you know, I really wasn't sure. I, I'd never really thought I should make a film in, in this part of the world. It didn't seem like it was my business, but I basically saw that this was an opportunity to make make a story for someone and lower the barrier of entry. I've, I have so many, I grew up in a sort of working class area in the outside of New York City. And I grew up, you know, around a lot of, a lot of people who with different political opinions than mine. And more often than not, the barrier of entry was so high when it came to understanding more about Palestine in that it was quote complicated. And that complexity is something, of course it's complicated, but that doesn't mean that there are uh, easier ways and avenues into the story. And for me, I was figured if I can make a film about a, about a, about a mayor who's trying to run his city, uh, I could maybe get people to understand something differently. And the images that I've seen of, of Palestine in these films, in, in television, in, in, in books, on 
uh, in newspapers, it's it's Palestinians are either terrorists and depicted as as terrorists and as an Islamic fundamentalist, which is is, is not true. Um, I don't agree with. But then there's another depiction, which is that Palestinians are victims, and that really removes all dimensionality and complexity from an entire group of people. Uh, even though it's you know of course true that Palestine is victim to the occupation, but no one is just a victim. And I I do deeply believe in an ability for a person to have an emotional education and that an emotional education can be separate than a literal education. I did not want anyone to feel like they needed facts or a, uh, a BA in Middle Eastern studies to understand this movie. I wanted to almost structure it like a fable and, and make the, uh, the elements of occupation sort of stand out all the more because they're, they're, they're not, um, they're so incongruous with the mood that I'm trying to create in this film. Uh, but, but I basically, I see it as a political act. Uh, I'm angrier than the film is, but I, but I wanted to make, um, I wanted to make a film that would let people in who would never ever engage otherwise. And I do think that that's how we move the needle. Mayor Hadid, there is a scene in the film with a German delegation and your frustration at that moment, I think really represented all of us who are, Constantly encouraged to build bridges through more cultural exchanges or communal get-togethers over hummus and tea and whatever else. To help build bridges with our occupiers at a time when those very occupiers and colonizers are absolutely devastating us with decades of atrocities and land theft. And these requests are made by the same people who refuse to apply any accountability for the crimes of the occupiers. Which is actually what we need if we're going to be moving forward in a better direction. Can you describe your feelings at that moment? About the, the German delegation, uh, this was the, the, the second meeting with them. The first meeting was uh, with a smaller group of them that they came to, to, to Ramallah to ask for trilateral relations between Palestinian, Israeli, and German cities. And we were very clear at that moment that in order to have an, a fair and equal relation you have to be, or you, you, you have to feel that the other side, uh, or your side is equal with others. The Israelis are not dealing with the Palestinians as equal party, uh, wherever we, we talk about relations. In fact, we, we, we went more deep in that, that we asked the, the German delegation to ask the Israeli municipalities to declare their position about the occupation. Are they with the occupation or not? Are they with the self-determination of the Palestinians with their rights of having their own independent state or not? Because I can't sit with, with, a, with a person or with a municipality in my official position and just talk about things here and there according to their wishes and according to their plans for having a relation that will help them getting more and more lands and building more settlements in the Palestinian land. So the, the, the main question or the main argument was with the uh, German delegation at, at that meeting is how can I sit with someone who might be in a check post the next day and then he will stop me and ask me to take my clothes off. How can I sit with someone who, when I'm asking for 
water for my city will deny the right for Palestinians to have the adequate or the right amount of water according to the growth, according to the expansion of the city. So just to clarify a quick bit again, Israeli soldiers do stand at checkpoints throughout the occupied Palestinian territories. And when Palestinians come through from one Palestinian town to another, they're often mistreated and humiliated at these checkpoints. And you also have the majority of Palestinian water, water in areas that the whole world agrees is occupied Palestinian land that Israel has invaded. Upwards of 80% of that water is taken from Palestinians and used by Israel for its illegal settlements. And these are the conditions under which people are expected to dialogue. And instead of trying to hold the occupiers accountable, there is this constant and bizarre demand that the occupied and the oppressed make goodwill gestures towards their occupiers and oppressors in order to facilitate negotiations. It really makes no sense, but please go on. They have to answer, first of all, the the, the big question. Are they with the occupation? If not, they have to declare that we want the occupation to end. Then we will have different shapes of relation, but given that the final result must work for the ending of of the occupation and not only for the sake of having relation, because they will go for the world and will say that, what are the Palestinians talking about? We have good relations with them. You can see that Ramallah is good with X city from the other side. This is not the way that we want things to go. And from the other side, for for the negotiations about the the Palestinian rights, the municipalities, the mayors, the councillors are not the the people, the right people to go through negotiations. What, what, What we were afraid about is to have this picture of the Palestinians, okay, if if the Palestinian Authority is not ready for negotiations, then we have the municipalities because we we have good relations with with the mayors of of these cities and there. This is not the way that we want our rights to, to get back to our people. Absolutely. I mean, there is a lengthy history here of bad faith negotiations on the part of the Israeli government, which used the so called peace process simply as cover for entrenching the occupation further and usurping Palestinian rights. And it's not hard to see how Israel might use these types of municipal relationships to really just whitewash the occupation even further. David, before we wrap up, I want to touch on criticism of the film. Um, I've heard from people who say the film is funny, even though people who are in it are being totally serious and are not trying to be funny. And therefore, the film had the feel of mocking the Palestinian officials who were in it and portraying them as buffoonish or incompetent. How do you respond to this criticism? I think, I mean, I think it's an interesting one because I think uh, when I was crafting the film, when I was working on the edit of the film, when I was sharing the film with with colleagues and 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 collaborators and Palestinian friends and and basically everyone I would ever talk to the 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 most important thing in the world to me was to make sure that this humor that is in the film is uh basically oriented around the the humor that comes from certain kinds of satire which is that you're seeing dignified people in undignified situations and I think that there's nothing more undignified than the occupation uh, I feel uh, very strongly that 
what what I needed to make sure an audience knew. And every time I do a, a rough cut screening of the film or every time I would ever basically sit down to, to, to work on it, I needed to make sure that the audience understood that, that you're, you're, I mean, personally, I'm not laughing at anyone in the film. I mean, I, and I don't know anyone who is, I, I, th I think it's, um, it's a horrifying idea to be laughing at anybody in the film. But I think what, what, to me, what derives the humor in this story is that you're, you're, you're basically understanding the absurdity of the circumstances that these people who you really come to deeply respect are in. There's something quite absurd, uh, about, the busyness of Mayor Musa Hadid's day uh, and how busy he has to be, but then he has to then make time to handle uh, conversations between uh, delegations from other countries about how he can work better with, with his occupier and how he can service their needs as much as his own. Uh, to me, that's, uh, that's funny in a, in a dark way. And I think that uh, there's, a, there's perhaps a nature of dark comedy that's, that's pretty present in the film. But I also think that um, I would compare it to a degree, um, and bear with me on this, but I mean, I would compare it to a degree of, you know, if, if you have a, a loved one who's ill, um, and they're suffering from a, from a long illness, uh, in oftentimes, if anyone's had or been unfortunate enough to have that experience, what they do know is that humor often becomes a coping mechanism and, uh, Palestinian people are some of the funniest and, uh, and wittiest and most incredible people I've ever met, in part because I think uh, to be able to reckon with the absurd, ubiquitous horror of the occupation requires a certain amount of levity. And I'm thinking to myself as a filmmaker, well, my goal here is to show something to, uh, certainly to North America, which is my target audience for the film. But my, my goal here is to show a portrait of what I love so much about this place and the people in it. Part of that is uh, the undefeatable sense of humor and sense of pride and sense of dignity. And the film very much is about dignity. And, and there are certain things, not to give away the, the, the full story of the film, but there's certain symbols in the film that are really representative of dignity to me. And the way I see Mayor Hadid is, is as an extraordinarily dignified and, and competent leader. And I wanted to depict that. And I think the best way to depict that is showing that in opposition, um, the, the, the way that dignity is taken from Palestinian people. There's certainly nothing funny about that. And for me to try to depict the, uh, the limits of power, as you were bringing up before, is to show that and highlight it and to really put an accent mark underneath it. Uh, I, 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 nothing was more important to me than to make sure that people who watched the film would be able to see Palestine in a new way and, and basically to add imagery to the idea of what this place looks like for people who may never go or who have only heard propagandistic stories about it. And uh, I don't think I've heard feedback from, from anyone who's never been um, to, the, to the effect of, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm now less interested in the humanity of the people in this story. It's, it certainly uh, reflects, sorry, I, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I may add something, Omar, on that. Oh, also, please go uh, ahead. Uh, I think uh, uh, the, the film was very natural in the meaning of that every one of us uh, during his day life, he laughs, he cries, he, he, you know, that's the, the, the daily life of every human being on, on, on earth. So what David uh, did is he reflects the daily life 
of the Palestinians, not only me as a mayor, but also the Palestinians that even though we are under occupation, we have our own life. We laugh sometimes, we laugh, we, we cry, we, we, we are sad, we are happy. We, uh, we, we go to work, we, we go with our families. So it's very natural. And the sense of a humor and the comedy uh, part of, of the film is something that really reflects the, uh, that the film was not made as acting, that, that in the meaning that I was not an actor in the film. David never asked me to react or to, to do something in a, in a, in, in a different way. The, the things that was in the film was the thing, things that was took in, in the first time, none of the scenes of the film was shotted again. And certainly on the humor part, it reminds me of something Rachel Corey, uh, the young American activist who was killed by the Israeli military in Gaza back in 2003, Before her death, she wrote back to her family from Gaza talking about how amazed she was that Palestinians live under oppression and the constant threat of death, and yet they are still able to laugh and hold on to their humanity. Mayor Hadid, I just want to give you an opportunity for closing thoughts on the film and what your message might be for a U.S. audience about what's happening in Palestine. I think that the film gives good opportunity for the the Americans to to know about more about the, the Palestinian cause, to know more about how the Palestinians are suffering from uh, the occupation. The, the fact that the media was all the time biased by the Israel, for, for, the, for the Israelis and not anymore valid because everyone now in the world have the access for, for the uh, information in his own way. But the film is also reflecting something that is not really reflected in 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 the uh, in, in the internet nowadays in, in the media in the facebook in the twitter because it it's dealing with something that the palestinians are li- living day by day minute by minute so uh, my message is that we look for justice we look for dignity for the palestinians it's about time for the palestinians to get their freedom to to get their self-determination, to have their own state. Uh, The film gave a good example of how Palestinians can build their own cities and their own communities. We need just the support of the the world to give us the opportunity to show them that we can add something for humanity, for, for, for the globe. It's not about only for our kids, but Palestinians through decades, we were able to build countries. We were in the Gulf, we were in Jordan, we were in uh, Egypt, we were in, in, in North of uh, Africa, and we were able to help these countries to build their own uh, communities. And so Palestinians have the right also now to start this mission in their own country, given that we are talking about occupation, which is the last occupation in the 21st decade on Earth. You were just listening to Ramallah Mayor Musa Hadid and also to filmmaker David Asset. 
The film Mayor is available online for free to all US-based audiences through PBS's POV series until August 25th, and we'll link to that where we share this episode on social media. Uh, David, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find uh, more information about the film at mayorfilm.com. Uh, and after the POV streaming date, the film is also available currently worldwide. It's available on the Criterion channel in the US, and it's available on uh, Mubi in the UK, and on Vice in every other country on Earth. That's great. And can people follow you on social media anywhere? Absolutely. Uh, my Twitter is uh, David Osset, and uh, Instagram is uh, D-O-S-I-T. And you can also find the film on both of those locations, Mayor Film uh, and Mayor Documentary, respectively. That's wonderful. And Mayor Hadid, can people follow you? Yeah, I'm, I'm on, on Facebook, uh, Musa Hadid. I'm O-U-S-A-H-A-D-I-D. Uh, that's my page on, on Facebook. Great. Thank you both for being on This is Palestine. Thank you for listening to This is Palestine a podcast brought to you by the Institute for Middle East Understanding. The IMEU is a nonprofit focused on giving you access to untold stories, facts, and expert sources on all things Palestine. For more information, please visit our website at www.imeu.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the IMEU. Please don't forget to subscribe. I'm Deanna Butu. Thanks for listening.